Hello and welcome to the PLMR podcast. On today's episode, we are talking about all things single-use plastic coming off the back of Plastic Free July. Um, This is a global movement that tries to get millions of people involved to reduce plastic pollution around the world. It started 10 years ago, quite small, and a decade on, they now have over 300 million people worldwide taking part each July, which is fantastic. Following the publication of the IPCC report this week, it's clear that some big changes are needed across the board to tackle contributors to climate change. So within PLMR, two of our very brave consultants decided to see how far they could go in avoiding single-use plastic for an entire month. And today we're going to hear their thoughts, reflections, and um, maybe advice for people who'd like to try the same thing. So I have Nathan and Laura with me today. Um, Nathan, would you like to introduce yourself first? Yes. Hello. Uh, So I'm Nathan Hollow. I'm the Head of Health and Social Care um, at PLMR and um, been with the company 10 years, but part of my I sit next to our colleagues that work on sustainability so having uh, been thinking about this a lot talking of them I thought uh, I should definitely get involved in the in the plastic free movement this year. Brilliant and Laura? Hi yeah I'm Laura Um, I'm an account manager here at Mango PLMR so most of our clients are like education and edtech based Um, and yeah I'm just like been really interested in going and doing more single um getting rid of single use plastics and so yeah that's a good opportunity to do it brilliant um so what do you think i'll start with you nathan how did the month of july go for you in terms of trying to really avoid any um single use plastic which i think we decided to define as something that after one use you would have to throw it away um which might be obvious, but no, we we wanted to get clear on that. So what went well, Nathan, and what did you think actually was a bit more difficult? Uh, So I will immediately confess that I failed to be uh, single-use plastic-free in July uh, because it turns out it is very difficult to do. So uh, what went well, well, firstly, why I wanted to do this was because I was already in the process of trying to be more environmentally conscious and environmentally friendly. So um, I'd coincidentally just started uh, refreshing my wardrobe with some environmentally friendly clothing uh, at the time that the uh, uh, Plastic Free July email went round. So I thought, well, why not go one step further? Um, So yeah, what I thought was easy uh, was some of the big items. Like there are a myriad of places where you can buy soaps, laundry detergents, cleaning products, et cetera, which are plastic free. So that that is a 10 minute job and everyone should be doing that, to be honest. It's, it's incredibly simple. What I personally found a lot harder, um, at least where I live, is pl- um, improving my plastic free shopping in terms of fruits and vegetables or meat and fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, that proved that was a lot more difficult for me because of where I lived or uh, required a a significant increase in time and energy and effort to do, Um, you know, rather than just going to to one supermarket, I had to go to about seven different shops uh, in Walthamstow to to even get close to, uh, to being plastic free across, you know, a week's shop. So uh, I think it was, yeah, that was probably the hardest thing for me. Okay, and what about you, Laura? Is that kind of 
was that a similar experience for you? Um, and I don't think you're based in London, are you? Yeah, I think actually it might have been quite a lot easier for me because I'm based in Bristol. So we've got quite a lot of like zero waste shops um, that just makes everything so much easier. So when it came to food, it was quite straightforward. Like we've got lots of places here that sell like pasta in um, mm. like cylinders and you just like turn a tap and you can like put it in your own container and then buy it in your own container. It's just, yeah, it's quite a lot lot easier um but the things I found really easy that I feel people might find easy anywhere across um the UK is like um stuff that you have in the shower so like you can get from Lush for example um shampoo bars and like conditioner bars um and that that kind of thing the sort of stuff that I didn't really think about before I started this and then I started like ran out of shampoo and was like oh my gosh what am I gonna do um so yeah they sell no plastic um, shampoo conditioner as well as like deodorant that's another thing I didn't think about until I needed to buy it and I was like what do I do now right um, and that sort of thing and then also um so I'm vegetarian so it's sort of easier because didn't have to worry about meat or anything like that but um in like the local Asda for example I didn't realize that they just sell so much fruit and veg that's not in packaging and it's actually a lot cheaper to buy it without packaging as well so that's something I'm going to continue doing as well um but the things that I found really hard was actually the cleaning stuff. So Nathan, I feel like you should tell me what, what you what you did there. But I found, you know, like sprays, um, like surface wipes, all of that sort of thing. They're all in like plastic. So I found that quite difficult. Um, yeah. So you... Um, it's funny we had such an opposite experience. experience. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I wonder if that's sort of based on where you are in the world or just how, I don't know, how easy some things are to find. Um so you said you found the sort of cleaning products quite easy to sort, Nathan. What was that like? Yeah, so one thing that I am a bit concerned about for the Plastic Free is solving a lot of these problems was quite easy, I found, from going to many different websites. So I'm curious, someone else will have to run the numbers on this who's uh, much more academically minded than I am, whether... I'm making a net positive or a net negative because I avoided plastic, but I had deliveries being sent to me from, you know, six or so websites. So I've got six or so delivery vans coming to my house where I didn't, where I wouldn't have had previously. I would have just gone to the supermarket and got it all there. So I am curious as to whether I've replaced yeah. plastic with just a bigger carbon uh, impact. But on on cleaning products, on laundry stuff like that, um, I switched my uh, my my like laundry products and the washing machine tablets to a company called small um other mm -hmm. companies exist and then things like household cleaning sprays i switch to ocean saver um and they basically send you a tiny little capsule in a very small box that you um dilute in water yourself so i used some old spray bottles that i'd got from the supermarket and I just rinse them out, put the little tabs that they give you in the bottle, refilled with water and off we went. Um, and the ones I've tried so far were as good as normal branded products, to be honest. Once I'd redone it uh, and, and I had, you know, I basically forgot that I wasn't using the original branded product. It seemed to work just as well. Uh, and they weren't much more expensive. So I think, I think the laundry tablets that came the other day, I got 50 for a fiver. So okay. that seems yeah. 
Cancer yeah. really benchmarked it directly, but it didn't seem unreasonable price compared to, you know, buying, again, branded laundry tablets in the supermarket. It seemed on par. Um, mm. And it comes to your house, I haven't got to go to the supermarket. So I guess that also makes my life a bit easier. So, yeah, I found that kind of stuff relatively easy. Uh, there's a website mm. called uh, The Bauer Collective where you can get, uh, so they have a slightly different model. They will post you in a plastic bag uh, all the products and then you decant them yourselves and you post the plastic bags back and they will reuse, they'll basically refill the bags and send them to another customer. Um, and so you can get okay. different, um, so that's where I got shampoo and a body wash from personally. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't know where the nearest loss was, uh, which is interesting. Uh, so I hadn't really thought about going to there. But um, yes, yeah, so that's where I got body wash from. But they also do cleaning products on, on the Bauer Collective as well. So there's, um, i tell you the one thing that really uh, I hadn't thought about whatsoever, sponges. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize a sponge was made of plastic until I Googled it. I have to be honest, I've never Why? in, you know, 30 plus years of life considered what a sponge was actually made of. Um, and then I found out. I'm sure plastic. many people have it. Yeah, well, I didn't realize it was plastic. Yeah. You didn't look nice. you think of it as being plastic, right? So, uh, but again, it turns out there are plenty of places you can buy uh, sponges made of something natural uh, or compostable. Uh, so, again, that's another Great. one that is replaceable. Great. So, that I think um, it's so good to hear that there's, you know, lots of different options. Interesting as well, I guess, to consider that yes we're cutting down plastic but what is the what's you know is it the carbon emissions or what's kind of the the payoff or the trade-off there um but what would you say was like is there one maybe sector or area in particular nathan that you thought was the most difficult to go plastic free in um so when i was talking to my friends about this and i'm interested that laura found mm. this easy for me when i walk in the supermarkets near my house they're all the smaller types of supermarket. Right. So all the food, all the fresh food and vegetables is actually plastic wrapped. All of it. There just isn't, mm. you know, you might get loose apples, but that's about it really. Um, so it's very difficult to do a supermarket shop uh, for fresh vegetables with and avoid plastic. So to do that, I'd have to go to the local market and just go to the greengrocer in the local market. Um, but I did hear, I mean, Laura's obviously said it was easier for her. And I did hear from my friends who don't live in the city that if you go to the big supermarkets, which I don't have access to, you can just access fruit and vegetables without plastic. So I think I'm curious as to whether that's a, distinct, a distinctly London kind of like inner London problem, uh, because you're just shopping in smaller shops. So you have fewer, fewer options. Um, so yeah, I think that, that for me was probably the more difficult thing um because the the way to avoid it was i have to go down walthamstow market and i have to go to the greengrocer in the market and i'll go to the butcher and take my own box or whatever and take and go to the fishmonger and take my own box and get a weird look uh etc etc because there just <laughs> isn't an option to go to one you know mainstream supermarket and acquire it all and on the refillable stuff i did so there used to be a refillable uh, place, you know, near my house. So when I agreed to do this, I was like, oh, great, that would be my first stop. Uh, and I rolled in there to find that they'd got rid of all the refillable stuff, I presume, because of COVID. 
Uh, and that, so I think they've got rid of their, you know, bring your own jar and, and get it out of our container because of, because of the pandemic. So I'm actually, again, curious as to whether for other people elsewhere in the country, the pandemic would have made this a little bit harder this year because of yeah. people want, you know, wanting stuff to be packaged. You know, do you want to go buy your vegetables if someone's breathed all over them? Not sure that's how you can tra transmit COVID, but um, you know, I suspect there's a psychological element there of people just a lot more cautious, right, about buying stuff loose. So I wonder if that made, has made it harder if we were this year. Of course, no, I, I completely appreciate that. I think a lot of, um, uh, you know, I personally went into a, a sort of corner shop and they wouldn't let me use my own bags that I'd brought. They only wanted to give out bags, even though they weren't going to touch it. It was going to be me. That was a sort of policy that they put in place, I guess, for their own safety or what they felt comfortable with, which you can appreciate as well. But I'm sure very different context this year to attempt this challenge. Um, so, Laura, what, what would you say, um, is there a particular... In, not necessarily industry, but sector or area that you think needs quite a bit more work if we're going to encourage people to really go plastic free that you thought was just, even though you lived in Bristol, which sounds ideal for this challenge, um, what would you say can be done to, to help more people get involved in certain areas? Um, I think that maybe it's the like health and beauty industry in terms of so like when you switch over to more environmentally friendly products, it's it's a bit of a lifestyle change. So, you know, you've got to get used to using bars and like having them in tins and then going a bit like gross if you leave a bit of water in there. Or with toothpaste, for example, I've got some little toothpaste tablets and it just feels very different to your normal toothpaste. Um, the same with like face wash, I ended up getting like this like bar thing from Lush, but you have to put it on your face like without any water and then use water out. It's just a bit of a change in like lifestyle things that you just haven't thought about for your whole life until now. Right. Um, and then also like makeup um, is is tricky. Like uh, I don't want to talk about Lush too much, but I ended up getting so much from there. But they do beauty things um, and you can bring back the containers to them and then they can repurpose them containers once they've like sterilized them and you know all that sort of thing so I know it's kind of similar to single use but at least they can reuse it a little bit um so yeah I think that needs some like innovation I guess just to make it not such a different process in your your day-to-day -day life um but apart from that yeah maybe like some of the cleaning products and some things like toilet roll um so I ended up finding in the big Asda near me they have um like one or two brands who package toilet roll in paper packaging which seems so easy and simple um but it's actually kind of difficult to find if you're not in those big supermarkets like Nathan would yeah. say um yeah I think those would be the ones for me okay interesting so, toilet roll is one of those ones you can get posted to your house right there's 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 a yes. there's a there's a company that will just post it to your house but again is that a good idea because that's just another van bringing you another one-off product right yeah. and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, both of you, on how, I mean, obviously, I think to go completely, like, even with the best efforts in the world, to go completely single-use plastic-free is very, very, very difficult. But would you say, from your experience over the last sort of month, that it's something that you think is um, at least doable for people to try? Or did you find that actually it's, you know, around the sort of busy working day and then maybe if people had like childcare and these other sort of factors, is it really attainable or do you think it's something that 
um, you know, is people can definitely move towards, but there's more that can be done to help make it, you know, like as Laura says, maybe more innovation. Um, what would you think if someone was kind of asking you, should I give it a go? I would say go for it. I think there are some things that people can do on an everyday basis and that I'll try and do on an everyday basis um, that can help like bring your own cup to, you know, coffee shop or, you know, like just changing um, the shampoos and stuff like that. Um, or like changing things you maybe haven't thought about before, like period products, stuff that you'll use again and again. Um, and it's a bit of a lifestyle change, but once you've made the change, it then becomes really easy once you've got it. And you can kind of use them. Um, so yeah, I think those everyday things can be fine or buying um yeah loose fruit and veg when you can but don't put don't put too much pressure on yourself I know that like people do sort of fail at these kind of things quite often and that's okay um and we don't have to change everything at once um so yeah I think it's definitely doable to an extent um with little changes here and there would you agree Nathan what was your experience yeah I think so I've been trying hard to keep it up for now that we're into August, I've been trying hard to keep keep it up and still trying to find alternatives. So I think once you've put the time and energy into finding alternatives, I think it's quite viable to continue doing it. The only what I would really like to see, and I, maybe I should quit my job at PLMR and do it myself, is someone to start a website where you just have, where it's just like an online supermarket that has all the plastic-free products on it. So I don't have to go to five or six different people. Right. And because it's not just, am I getting six vans coming to my house? It's also, I've got to set up six accounts. I've got to think about six different subscriptions. I've got to, you know, it, it's yeah. just administratively more burdensome just to get the stuff posted to your right. house. It would be nice if there was someone who collated all of that in one place. Um, you know, there isn't really a refill centre here. So again, it feels like someone could do a refill type offering online and send you in a paper bag, chickpeas or whatever. So that would be nice if, if again, if that was, if that existed and it was an easy to use website where you could, where you could do your grocery shop like that, or even if actually a big supermarket just decided to to go out on a limb and do this kind of thing themselves because they would must have the resources and networks to make it possible so that would be uh something very you know positive moving forward but yeah i think for people for people listening it, there are some the the, ease, the the i was stressing about this so much for the first like week two weeks of like oh god how am i going to switch all of my products to be plastic free and then i came across a, a blog that uh, so I won't take credit for this comment, but the, it made the point that mm -hmm. it's very difficult, if not impossible, to go completely plastic free. So you should focus purely on the stuff that works for you as an individual, but that reduces your right. biggest uh, your biggest plastics uh, in your life. And I think for most people, that will be things like laundry detergent bottles. It will be things like... Um, uh, you know, shampoos and conditioners and, and body wash and that type of thing. There are so many very good alternatives now to replace those and to replace cleaning products. I, I do think that people really should look into that in a, in a, in a very serious way because it, those bottles are quite big and quite thick and contain, I'm sure, a lot of not, not at all recyclable plastic. So um, if you can swap to, to an alternative, you should do. And I, I don't, they're not much more expensive. 
and they're very easy to get hold of. And there's, as I said, multiple options. So if you don't like, you know, if you don't like one type of product or you don't like the scent or doesn't suit your skin type or whatever, there are just many other alternatives you can go for. So once you've figured that out, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be good. Um, so, yeah. Great. Okay. Well, thank you both so much um, for, well, firstly, agreeing to undertake this challenge and then sharing your reflections. I think it would be just quite nice. I'd love to maybe end on a nice positive. If, if there's one thing that you thought was your favorite thing or one thing that you learned that you think, you know, you really valued or took away from undertaking this challenge, what, what would that be? Uh, putting you on the spot, but maybe well, Nathan. For me, I, I see this as this challenge is basically just a continuation of something I wanted to do because it's a bit annoying looking at uh, the news and seeing the world on fire or droughts or whatever other climate disaster is going on somewhere in the world at the moment. I mean, I live in central London. We've had two days worth of floods in Walthamstow, which is just mind-boggling to think that zone three wow. of London has flooded. There's no river, it's just rain. So clearly we've messed this planet up pretty badly. Um, so I wouldn't classify myself as like a, as like an eco-warrior or anything like that, but I do think it's the barriers of, of entry to switching out some of your um, most polluting products has, uh, has come down a lot now. So it's a bit of a no-brainer, and it's things like it's things like clothes. Like you can find eco-friendly clothes uh, manufacturers that will make the clothes of recycled cotton and uh, use renewable energy for the entire process, and then ship it to you in plastic-free packaging. All the clothes I've had from those companies have been really good quality, and I just think again, price compar comparative. So the only challenge I think is for people who are not affluent because some of the products when you switch to plastic free are significantly more expensive than you know plastic free bin bags for example are significantly more expensive plastic free sponges are like 10 times the price so there are some things which are which are going to be difficult for people to switch but there are others where it's basically the same price so to me it's a no-brainer great and laura what about you um, I think mine was maybe like seeing the difference that Plastic Free July made in terms of what the supermarket was selling. So in July, it was way easier to get like this, this toilet roll, for example, in paper packaging um, than it is now. Like that seems to have gone down a bit. So I think, yeah, changes in the market and like customers changing what they buy in supermarkets does make a difference in terms of what supermarkets are then stock. Um, so that seems to be quite positive. And also, um, like going into the like local shops to have a look at the refillable places. That's been quite fun and exploring different parts of Bristol that I would not, not normally be in. Um, and yeah, getting to know, yeah, just independent shops is quite, quite good. But I agree with Nathan in the you know, affluent stuff. Like for example, I bought a bag that was made out of 100% recycled plastic bottles and I was like, yes, it's great. But then it arrived in like so much plastic packaging. I was like, no, it's actually worse than a normal bag. Um, all right. Well, thank you both so much for those contributions. Yeah, I think it's, it's very easy to kind of um, go down this sort of the climate change boom. There's nothing we can do. We just have to be sad and accept I, it. But I have um, a quick final thing. Doing what we can. Oh, yeah, please do. Please share. Uh, yeah, just a quick final thought, which is I think 
big multinational companies really need to step up on this. It's like, why is it all startups who have created plastic-free cleaning products, but none of the big brands have made a plastic-free alternative? It's clearly very possible. One of the things that's very difficult to switch was things like chocolates or tea or coffee. As far as I'm aware, there's only one company that makes ground coffee in a plastic-free bag. And I've tried, I drink a lot of coffee. So it's taken me a lot of research to find ground coffee in a plastic free bag. Wow. I could only find one company that was doing it and it's pretty hard to track down. So I have to buy it online. Again, it just seems like it's very possible. So why is only one person doing it? I think there needs to be more consumer pressure or just more leadership from big brands, you know, to switch over to, you don't need to wrap your chocolate bars in plastic. You could wrap it in something different. Um, or the out, you know, if you've, if you've got a multi-pack, wrap the outside in something that isn't plastic. Or if it's beer, don't wrap four cans of beer in plastic, wrap it in paper. It's just simple things like that. Right. I think there's to be much more done by the big companies that have the resource and should be taking a leadership role in it um, to, to move it forward. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, maybe at the beginning of this podcast, we should have caveated to say this is what we as humble consumers can do to do our small part. But absolutely, I would love to see more leadership from these big multinational, transnational companies that can really lead the way. Um, but thank you both for being part of the demand for change from consumers. Here's hoping we get some good news coming out from COP in November. And this time next year, maybe we can check back in and see if Plastic Free July got any easier. Thank you both for your time. Thank, Thank you. you so much.